0: It's your girl Relly. Today is Monday. I'm always excited about Mondays. We are here. We are back. Press play with Relly. I'm Terrell Ellis, aka Relly. And I'm just enjoying the journey of talking to you guys, giving some jewels, talking about artistry and life and finances and whatever we just choose to talk about. That's how I like to play. I like to play where I want to play, when I want to play, how I want to play, with whom I want to play. And the podcast has given me that opportunity to do so. So I'm forever thankful for you guys for tuning in every Monday. We usually record around seven o'clock and then we upload. It's usually uploaded to Spotify youtube and the www.prmy official website so check us out um more so on the website and on youtube is more visuals here lately there's been more vocal podcasts so you can always hear the podcast on spotify just click in press play with Raleigh and it'll pop up support listen love talk about you know what we talk about So, today we're going to talk about leadership. And my title is going to be Wrong Way, but They Are Following Me. So, you're like, yeah, what does that mean? It means you're leading and going in the wrong direction. But as a leader, because you are the leader, you're all you are the person that people look up to, they listen to, um, they confide in, um, they sometimes they put you on a pedestal, and you know you're either leading the company in the wrong direction, you're leading your salon team in the wrong direction, you're leading your employees in the wrong direction, but because of Ego and pride, you're not willing to say, Hey, let's stop it a little bit, let's put a halt on the next step because we're headed in the wrong direction. I've led you guys in the wrong direction. I've always loved the leader that can say when they're doing good, but I also respect the leader. When they know that they've made a wrong turn, done something wrong, and they can acknowledge it straight up, not years later, but like when it happens and they're aware of it and they're able to say, you know what? I fucked up. You know what? That didn't work. You know what? I thought I was right, but I, you actually, you was right. You know what? You did a great job. I th- I'm going to take your idea and give you the credit um, instead of saying, taking your idea and saying that I did it. I love a person that's a leader, that is also human, and that also understands that leaders fuck up too. And my name, my title, um, the years I've been here, all of this information doesn't matter when it comes to admitting when I've done something wrong, and you know, as leaders, as employers, as um managers, um, it's a hard pill to swallow. Some people just don't want it, they let the ship go down without saying, you know what, I'm the one that plugged that hole that's sinking the ship. And it's so unfortunate on how many people deal with a leader that doesn't understand the dynamics of not taking ownership of their downfalls, of their, of their shortcomings, and always wanting to place a blame on somebody that's an employee or another company, or instead of taking the blame for themselves. And I'm noticing now more and more as, you know, the dynamic of companies are shifting because of COVID. COVID happened. And if you notice now, a lot of positions, a lot of jobs, they, it's, they're having a hard time finding employees. And I'm going to tell you why. The system that they had in the beginning was, you do as I say. If I fuck up, you take the blame. I'm going to pay you little, but I want you to do a lot. And I'm just basically going to treat you however I want to treat you. And you just got to accept it. And after COVID hit, a lot of people realized that I'm not taking this shit no more. Like I'm uninterested in being your punching bag. So literally I come here and work and I'm your punching bag or I'm your, I'm your fall girl, fall boy. You know, I'm the one that takes the blame for everything. When in all actuality, it's just bad leadership. You're not a good leader and you simply not a good leader because you're not willing to admit when you've made a wrong turn, when you've went the wrong way, when you've done something and it wasn't right. So instead, you make situations uncomfortable for everybody else simply because of your ego and pride and I'm going to be honest, the last salon that I worked at, um I never said originally why I was leaving. well, I, I said bits and pieces that I wasn't happy, but the like the leadership. They had The couple had a son. I love the couple. They were amazing. The couple had a son that was very egotistical and very like he, he would not admit when he fucked up. And if he did, it was just a whole situation. And he was very rude. He was rude to the clients, rude to the employees. He had his good days. But there was more rude ass days than there was good days. And for me, I set one day something that happened to where it was a parking situation. And for me, as if I'm an employer and I have a my my location in a certain building, um, it's my responsibility. Whether I'm leader, manager, or whatever owner, it's my responsibility to make sure that the people that work for me is um, safe. They're safe and. Like, I handle anything that comes with parking, comes with the salon location, comes with management. I'm management. I handle it. So it was a shift in um, the parking situation. And for me in the area, I was like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable parking two to three blocks away from the location. Especially, you know, if we get for some reason we get out late and it's dark and I have to walk to my car. Um, so I'm not comfortable with that. I'm also not comfortable with paying close to four to five hundred dollars a month um to park at a meter when when I first started, it was only five dollars, but I still wasn't comfortable with that. I'm sorry, guys, it's my dog job. be quiet so you know i i I stated my facts I stated how I felt, you know, so one day. Everything just all shifted. They had switched over the meters. The concierge was gone as far as the ballet parking and all of that. And I was like, okay, cool. So I I had no choice because nobody knew that they were shifting it that quick. So we came one day. It was one situation. We came back, and it was a whole other situation. So I went to the front, and it was the salon owner's son. And I was like, hey, you know, who am I supposed to talk to? Because they're telling me that I got to – do this, that and a third and I just don't feel comfortable and I, I just need to know what's going on. Like, can you guys go? Well, I I just don't know. you're just gonna have to go handle it. So I was already on the fence about whether I was gonna stay or leave and that day kinda it really like made my decision. Because, at the first of all, at the age that I am, for somebody to just feel like they can just talk to me however, um, I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just really not. And it was a couple of times where my husband and my brothers wanted to, you know, go up. And because, I'm, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. And. I wasn't going to step in a man's position, but I got a couple men that can. But you know what? I told him, I was like, because I know the type of person that the guy was. And I was like, you know what? It's not even really worth it. So the day that he was like, oh, well, you just going to have to figure it out. You we, we, we got other stuff to worry about besides parking. You just going to have to figure it out. So in my mind, I'm like, well, this is not my establishment and I'm an employee, so I don't understand why I have to figure it out. It's you guys' responsibility to figure it out and you tell me what, what the answer is from there. But because I've owned a salon, I've been in leadership positions, for me, I always just step up and handle the situation. Regardless of if I feel like I should handle it or not, this just the leader inside of me. So I go out, handle the situation and uh, came back and I was like, yeah, they're telling me that I got to pay this, this, that and the third. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just I'm I'm not willing to come out my pocket for this amount per day, per month. You know, that's um in the beginning it was it was okay, but now they up in the ante and it's it's gonna be a lot and I'm not interested. So, you know, he huffs and puffs and all of that. So I just just what people don't understand when a leader is not willing to admit when they're not ready to lead people or put into a position to lead people and they're not ready to lead people, not not mature enough to lead people. They cause good good employees, good people to leave. And sometimes people will say something and sometimes they won't. And I'm the type of person as if I'm working for somebody after a while, if I've said something over and over and over and over and over again to a manager, a leader, and it's not handled, or the person is still put on a pedestal or, oh, well, that's not true. You know, I am going to remove myself from the situation very quietly because I have nothing else to say. And, And a lot of companies put people in leadership positions, managerial positions, ownership positions, and they're not ready because their pride and their ego leads the way. So no matter if they're going in the wrong direction, they're not willing to say, hey, I fucked up. So in that situation, he could have rectified the situation by saying, hey, let me handle the situation. I apologize for what's going on. Let me go out there and talk to who I need to talk to so I can make sure you're okay. Now, I will say the owner of the salon, she was very quick to say, hey, we'll pay partial. This is the amount that we'll pay for the parking which is a partial amount. But after I think I feel like after the conversation with the son, the damage was already done. And that has that was not the first interaction we've had where it's not been good. Um and of course I'm not going to act a fool and do craziness unless you really push me to the edge. It was one time that he pushed me. And that was in the beginning when I started. But I really realized that how many companies, how many places that have leaders that they don't listen to the employees and they keep the leader that's full of ego and pride. And I wonder often, I'm like, well, you're willing to lose your business. You're willing to lose good employees. You're willing to lose good customers. Simply to keep someone that maybe it's a good friend, it's a family member, or maybe it's just somebody that you admire that they finally work for your team and they cause hella chaos because they're in a row that they're not really qualified for. And you could be qualified through certificates or through um, education, but not be qualified through personality personality through how you handle people, through how you have conversations with people, through how you handle a team. Like you like a paper, you have to be personable. You have to have sympathy, empathy. Um you still have to be strong in in morals and strong in foundation as far as the company. But If you don't know how to engage and talk to people, you're going to lose people. There's going to be a certain amount of people that will stay and just deal with it. And then there's a certain amount of people that they're going to chuck the damn deuces and say, I can do better somewhere else. And I'm willing to do that. So um, today I just was thinking about, you know, what? What is a good topic? And I think this is a topic across the board now because a lot of companies are struggling with finding employees. Because once COVID hit, a lot of people was like, fuck this job. If I can get unemployment and make this from my house and figure out another way or go to another company and I don't got to deal with this bullshit. Why wouldn't I? And some people are like, oh, you know, frustrated. Some, a lot of companies are frustrated, but it's like you got to change the way you run your company. You got to change the way you allow your managers, your leaders, your owners to to lead. You got to change. Sometimes you got to shift what you're paying people. You got to shift how you talk to people. You got to shift how you treat people. And you got to shift the direction that you've been running people. It's almost like a, a uh, more of a dictatorship. Like you do as I say, because I know you need this job. But now the tables have turned to where now employers need employees. And you see a lot of wages going up. You see a lot of perks being offered. But what if you offered those perks in the beginning? What if you checked the leadership team? And if, if a if an employee had a complaint, you checked that at the door in the beginning. Think about how many people, how many good people you would keep simply because you cared. So I say this to say, you know, would, could I have still been working at that location? I could have. But... At the end of the day, it was taking me from my family. It was causing me anxiety because of treatment. And, you know, I, I felt like one day I was like, you know what? This is the max that I'm probably going to go um, in this company. And my credentials is way higher than that. And I want to be in a place where I can be of an asset um, and not just a person just to fill a spot. And I had to make a decision from there. And there's a lot of people that are making those type of decisions now. So I have a couple of tips that, you know, when I was in a leadership position, for me, like, because I wasn't a perfect leader in the beginning, but I learned um, through being a part of good companies and also being under some good leaderships. And I've been under some bad leadership. And I took notes. I tell people all the time, like you, you can take notes from good and bad. It's not about like everything always being super good. Like the bad can teach you also the bad things that people do can teach you what not to do or how you don't want to make somebody feel or how you don't want to make your employees feel or stylists or barbers or nail techs or brow (coughs) artists. I know what not to do. So one of the things I jotted down is learn to admit when you don't know. There's so many employers, leaders, managers that will throw some fluff in the air and you like, you're sitting there like this shit don't even make sense. What we're talking about in a meeting or in a conference or on a call or something like that. And like, literally, you know, it doesn't make any sense, but they're not willing to say that because that, 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 mean, that means I don't know what I'm talking about. <gasps> Excuse me. That means I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'd rather just keep, going, instead of admitting, hey, you know what? I don't have the facts on that. You know what? I really don't know about, about that. You know what? I may just be wrong about what I said, and I'm going to find some more information and bring it back for the next meeting, for the next class. So learn to admit when you don't know. That's top tier leadership. Understand when you are going the wrong way, stop and regroup. So say that the company is losing money, you're losing employees, you're losing clients. But you're not willing to to get to the root of the problem because you already know the root of the problem. But the root of the problem may be a family member that you hired. The root of the problem may be a friend that you hired. The root of a problem may be a spouse that you hired or like a person that you admire that you're just excited that they're working for your company or that they're in a a position or maybe it's just a person that you have a good time with and makes the job better so you're not willing to lose them. Even though you have you've had complaints after complaints after complaints after complaints, but you're not willing to lose that person because it'll cause even more friction that you don't want to deal with. But it's in business; you have to be responsible to understand when you are gro- go- going the wrong way. Stop, regroup, and understand. Am I willing to lose the business? Am I willing to lose my position? Am I willing to lose the good employees that I have showing up every day that are disgruntled because of the one person? Am I willing to lose that? Or am I willing to keep people in certain positions just to have a good time? Do we want a successful business or just do we want a good time? And most businesses, most places, they want to be successful financially. They want to be successful as far as how their customers is treated, because if their customers are treated well, then they keep coming back. So identifying and understanding when the company, when the organization, when the salon, when the barbershop, whatever it may be, whether you're teaching classes, whether you're just a manager or you are an owner. You have to be responsible when to understand when shit's going awry. And you have to stop and regroup and not be afraid to deal with uncomfortable situations. Because it's hella uncomfortable to have debt because your your business closed. Or to have no employees and now you have to cut hours back. Now you have to cut days back because you don't have the woman, woman power or manpower for the steady flow that you had. And now people start going elsewhere. So now that your income is cut down, it's like a chain reaction. When we could have just nipped it in the bud with the first complaint, with the first like, challenge that we've seen. Because nine, nine times out of 10, you know. It's just whether I want to handle the situation or not. Am I ready to handle the situation or not? So, my third one is tell the truth to your team. It will set you free. Like, be honest. Be honest with what's going on. Be honest as a leader. Be honest as a manager. Be 100% transparent and honest as an owner. And for me, when I know that a leader or when I know that a person is being honest and they have good intentions, I will work even harder for that person. But when I know that you're lying to me or when I know that you're trying to cover up things or when I know that you're, you're, you're using me um, to throw me under the bus or take the blame because you don't want to do so then that bothers me. And as an, as I've gone along as a leader, um, I was like, okay, it's some things that you need to change too about your leadership skills. And I will say in this day and age, I'm way better, way confident. Um, and the things that I have done in the past has opened my eyes to ooh you know what Nah, we're not going to do that no more as a brand as a person as an artist um and as a leader as an owner so so it's definitely like growing pains and you have to be willing to shift once it's brought to your attention you make the decision do you know do i need to shift or if i do shift that means that i'm going to have to apologize to some people or make some stuff right And will my ego and pride allow that? Or do I just want to stay the same person that keeps losing employees and keeps um, throwing people under the bus and keeps losing financially simply because I'm not willing to say, hey, I went the wrong way. I I said the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. And let me make it right. My fourth one is it's okay to ask for guidance as a leader. So I think sometimes as we, we've we been in positions for so long that it kind of gets hard for us to let somebody know that we're at a weak point. And it's like, no, it's it's okay to, to seek help, to seek guidance, um, to seek other leaders that can support you Even you have, sometimes you have employees that are super amazing that want to help you, want to see you grow, want to see you do great things, but because they are employees and if you don't look at your employees as an asset and only a liability, you tend to look over the ones that can really escalate your business. So it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. It's actually the only way a company is gonna grow is through a team, through support, um, inside and outside. Imagine if Jeff Bezos was the only one running Amazon. Uh, would we get? Would we even have Prime? No. You need a team. But on the flip side, you know. Because you know the turnover rate sometimes with Amazon is pretty high. How are we treating How are you treating your employees, the people that work hard for you? So you gotta think about that and then laugh a little bit more. so we get in these titles, we get in these positions um so and we get kind of stuffy we get i've got back is super straight and we don't know how to laugh no more. We don't know how to laugh at ourselves. We don't know how to laugh at our team members. We don't know how to have a good time anymore. Because we're we're in this position and we have this title or we've become an owner. And you know how have to act a certain way. But I found that when I've let loose with... If I'm teaching a class and I let loose with my students. Or if I'm leading some hairstylists in a, in a technique and I let loose... People appreciate that more than anything because you're human. And it's not saying to discredit your leadership and to discredit your title and discredit what you have to bring to the table and what you have to do. It just shows people that you're human. That, oh, you can laugh. Oh, you know, we can have a good time um, together. And it's okay. Okay. I just think sometimes we we go so far up or we get a title and we sometimes we forget. And, and maybe you don't forget. Maybe you've always been like that. But I'm here to tell you that the days are changing and employees are getting scarce. And yeah, absolutely. Do I believe that the robots are coming? I definitely do. But there's going to be certain positions that... It's gonna be hard for a robot to feel, and then also, who's going to take care of the robots? You still, you're still gonna need manpower. You're still gonna need people in certain places, and I think in companies, in past history, the employees were not as important as they are now. But you can go so far to where it's too late. It's too late. Now you've lost a staff fool. You have to start over. You got to spin the block. When you could have spent it a while back. And save some of the important people. That that keeps your ship running. And if COVID-19 hasn't taught us anything. Is that it's valuable to, to respect people. To appreciate people. To... To make sure they're okay, their livelihood is okay. To care, to have empathy. Arrogance, cockiness, pride, it sinks the ship. So whether you want to turn around and do it again, you can't because you're sinking. Because you waited too long. And you let a person on your team, a part of your organization, sink the ship. And you covered it up. But the water's still coming through. So sometimes you have to be realistic with the whole situation and say, hey, let's nip this shit in the bud and make it right so we can grow and have a great time. So that's kind of all I have for today. You know, like leadership is tricky and playing as a leader is tricky. But for me, when I step into leadership roles now, I I want to be impactful, inspirational, and I want to be a good leader. And I I walk with empathy because I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I have a family, I come from poverty. um, I've had it, lost it, had it, lost it, you know, and had to work to get it back. So I can empathize with pretty much anybody. The only people that I have a hard time empathizing with is people that are ungrateful. People that are egotistical. That's how, That I have a hard time just kind of empathizing with that. Especially when you've been told how you are and you still choose to continue. It doesn't matter. This is who I am. This is who I'll be. If you have a problem with it, then you need to move on. But only so many people can move on from a position to where you don't have, you don't have any employees. You don't have any men and women power. So what does that look like now? Because now you're losing business. We have to get to a point now, since the roles are shifting, to where we want to see the people that are close to us win, be successful, live successful, see their families be successful. There was a guy, um, I can't think of the company, I want to say it was it's definitely a tech company, but he shifted his work model. And because usually you see like the CEOs, the leaders, the managers—they making, they'll make big figures, pull up in their Bentleys, um, come in, tell everybody what to do, and then kind of leave. But this guy chose to shift the model, and he—I I, want to say that everybody made like close to seventy thousand. He lowered his pay. And made sure that everybody on his team um, made 70000 and made sure everybody on his team was good. Sat down with each person just to see kind of what they needed in life and how the, his organization could be a support system to a better lifestyle for them. And with that, he saw skyrocketing families growing, skyrocketing happy employees, a skyrocket and people just wanting to do the work. If you shift your thought process, you you can shift a lot of people's lives. You can shift your company just because that's the way we've been doing it over time. You know, that sometimes it doesn't work, but you have to be the one to sit and say, you know what, we're going in the wrong direction. Let's shift directions and let's make it better. Because I want us to be better as a team. I want us to be better as an organization, as a company. Um, so I'm willing to take that risk to make sure people close to me do better, live better, dream better. I think it's Google. I, I want to say it's Google that gives their employees 20% of the time to like figure out what else they want to do in life whether it's a hobby or another, you know, another like venture, but that's where things are headed. And co- I will say that COVID shifted a lot of that. So, you know, just if you are a leader, um ch- just take a consideration on how do you lead? Are you a good leader? Are you okay, leader, or are you a really bad leader? And see the thing about a person—if you can admit to your downfalls, that's some dope ass shit. If you can sit and say, you know what, I think I'm not a good—I'm—I'm not, I'm not a good leader, and admit to that and seek support in being better—that's some dope ass shit. And again, as I've been in a leadership role, ownership role and an employee, and I will say in as an employee or as an, a manager or in a leadership role, if I see that you can admit to your flaws or to that you can say, hey, uh-uh, we in the wrong direction. It's my fault. Let, let's 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 shift. I will work for you like I will work super hard for you. So I hope this information helps today. I mean, leadership has been a big thing for me. It's a couple of things that have been super important. Leadership, self like self-love, self-enhancement, and fi- financial literacy has been super huge because a lot of people in the beauty, barber, artistry industry like we we struggle. We're great artists but we struggle. Leadership, there's a lot of leaders out here that struggle, and the company struggles. So, you know, for me, when I play, yeah, I like to have fun and talk about fun stuff, but I also like to be serious about real last things, and today is just one. You know, the last couple of podcasts, we've talked about leadership, um, and I think that's big because more and more people are starting small businesses, and... um you want to have a powerful foundation when it comes to the people that work for you that's attached to you your team um but it starts i think people don't understand that it starts with you you build that foundation so i hope the information that i've given you ha- is helpful um thank you for tuning in to another monday motivation monday podcast monday Press play with Rally. We'll be back next Monday. Of course, it's always um, recorded at 7. Sometimes we do a visual and a vocal, uh, but for the last couple of podcasts, it's just been vocal. So you can go to Spotify and listen. When we do visuals, you'll be able to see it on a, my YouTube page and on the www.prmyofficial.com official website. Um, again, I'm so grateful for the people that support, listen, tune in. Um, I'm here. This is something that I've always wanted to do. So regardless of if I have two people or 5,000, every Monday the podcast is going to happen. And as we grow, we'll add more days. Um, and I, I'm looking for this summer to bring on just guests. Uh, my husband, he comes on when he can. And I'm so thankful for his jewels. And then I'm looking to bring on more guests so we can have more topics um, about topics that uh, affect artists, the industry. Um, so look for that coming soon. And again, don't forget to press play.